0: This week on Low Earth Orbit, we talk about GDC 2015. Welcome to Low Earth Orbit. I'm Scott Stevenson. I'm Steve Marmon. I'm Justin Voss. All right, so this week we're talking about the Game Developers Conference for 2015. Uh, Last week in San Francisco, I went there, checked out some of the sessions, checked out the expo. And for anybody that doesn't know what the conference is like, it's all these people coming from around, around the world that work on games, that work on uh, middleware for games like so the un- the unity people are there unreal people are there game developers console makers hardware makers uh, so like valve sony microsoft a whole bunch of indie guys and they're all there to show off the the games that they've been working on the services or infrastructure that's available and also there are these sessions so you can learn more about using OpenGL or this new thing that was announced vulcan which is mm. sort of the replacement for OpenGL. Um, so there's all these technologies you can learn about. There's a lot of stuff about, like, narratives. There's, like, story story sessions, and there's art direction. Huge, huge amount of stuff. And uh, I guess I think, I don't remember the exact number. I think it's around 20,000 attendees. So it's the Moscone West, North, and South. So it's really big. just session. huge. Yeah, really big conference. And there's just tons and tons of sessions going on. And they have, they have stuff video, like, later on if you want to watch it online. Um, but, like, last year what we did is we just sort of, like, looked through some of the games that... That I ran across and just kind of mm-hmm. talked about them So I think it's what we're going to do. Um, so let's just get into it and go through some of these things. Um, so there were b- the whole bunch of there was a section of the conference where it was like combination like game software and like some crazy hardware device running. I, I don't remember the exact name of this one, but it was basically you're you're simulating being in a blimp. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they have a box of dials here. I wish I remembered. A blimp like in space?
1: <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, what is happening on the screen here?
0: I didn't, I didn't get a chance to play this one, and it was obviously a really tiny screen, which is maybe sort of problematic for an expo. <laughs> but it was cool, because they had all the real dials there, and you're flying through the screen. Anyway. <laughs> That's cool. We'll, we'll yeah, put it up on the screen. I, that I, so. Bonus
2: points for the steam monkey-ness.
0: Right. <laughs> Hardware projects are cool. Uh, this is butt-sniffing pugs, Sold. and it's pretty much <laughs> right what's on the tin. It's... <laughs> So, it was, I mean, I, I think it was sort of like, um, what are they controlling? So, what what you're seeing here on the screen is... These huge tennis balls? Two huge tennis balls. Like, you know how, like, it, like...
1: And that's uh, a... Is that is that a stuffed dog butt? Like, it is. Right yeah.
0: there. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know how Dave and Buster's, you can play a bowling game where you, like, roll the, the giant, you know, the giant ball? Yes. So but in this case, it's a giant tennis ball, and it's two players, <laughs> and they have the controller at the... come on this is totally normal (laughs) so you roll the giant tennis ball and then you have two abilities so for example like pooing or like you know sniffing you know birds or something like that you have two ability buttons and then when you want to sniff another dog's butt you just hit the butt thing on the controller of course and it's literally half a a pug i don't know if that comes with it when you order the game i think this is just a proof of
1: concept (laughs) you actually have to bury your nose into no 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 no, no, you can just
0: push push the button that's fine yeah you don't have to go for that level of No raising. No, no. And I so the developer said that like there's really no objective. You're just sort of like being a dog in a dog world and you know, I I feel like the entire game was just conceit to get this standing up. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. <There's> so- yes. <laughs> but sniffing pugs, that's correct. Yeah. Somebody wants mess with this game. <laughs> I know. Right. All right, I'll bet you
1: fifty bucks. You yeah. can't get a sign that says butt <laughs> sniffing pugs into a conference. <laughs> You're there's, right. there's
0: actually a hashtag provided, butt sniffing pugs. Of um, course. There so is. spacebeagles.com if you want to check that out. Uh, this was, so this is all in that area of like sort of mixed uh, mixed software with some sort of specialized hardware device, for example, Pug Butts. This was, I, I think what was going on here, I, I don't think there was anything really involved here. They were just showing like the rumbling controllers and using that as like a mechanism to actually race the controllers themselves. Yeah. Kind, of, kind of clever. With Googly Eyes. Yeah, with Googly Eyes, of course. Uh, this was actually super cool. So this was, there was a physical telegraph uh, box on the table. And you're, you're basically trying to send messages back and forth based in on... In Morse code? In Morse code, yeah. So you would actually tap out, you know, the... Mm-hmm. the I, I love the art style. <laughs> <It's funny>. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for tying that back to last year. That's where they came
1: from. Uh, well, yeah. we've really been wearing that joke out for a whole year now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Gmail locks? I don't know.
0: Um, so it's actually, it's pretty cool. I mean, like, people were sitting... I mean, it's not easy. Like, you actually have to listen and, like, hear what the, the code is. Because it... It doesn't show it on the screen when the thing comes in. You just have to listen and say, "Oh, that's three, three
1: dots," and then you have to respond with three. You know what? I forget what the word so
2: you're just sending Morse code between two people. So
1: you're you're receiving nonsense Morse code, and then you have to reply back with some more nonsense Morse code. Uh, like, no, I think I think it's an actual sequence. I think it's just telling you. It's like like spell anything?
0: Uh, it's a great question. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't I didn't hang around long enough to find out. Interesting. The idea is, it's it, you're just basically trying to. I think it does spell something, but it's yeah. more just like you're listening for the beeps. And then you're sending the correct response, that's and that's
2: okay. Cool. There's like a campaign mode where you can be like play the Morse code <laughs> operator on like
1: the Carpathia the and like see the, see, see the Titanic. <laughs> I would, yeah, I mean campaign <laughs> multiplayer. I'm sure there's multiplayer. <laughs> I love it. Have you read uh, not to like take us on too much of a digression. Have you guys read The Victorian Internet, which is this book about the telegraph and like the invention of the telegraph? I've heard I've heard about it. It's it's really fascinating actually about like everything that you've heard about like, you know, oh, all the stuff that's happening over the internet. and Isn't this wild and crazy? It's like, yeah, they did this like 100 years ago with the <laughs> telegraph. Like people getting married over the internet. Did it. Like, <laughs> you know, people have been married over telegraph or like people having like, you know, like they're friends with people they've never met, you know, through the internet. you're know, like, eh, people are friends with people they never met through telegrams too, and or telegraphs. And it's just I don't know, it's just interesting to see sort of like the same. I feel like that would have been the case with like ham radio, like all that kind of stuff too. Like. Yeah, probably. I don't know. But it was just, it was just interesting. And like, you know, the, I guess like the people at the time were like super convinced that like, oh, well, now that you can instantly talk to anyone, there just won't be conflict anymore because you'll just talk to people and it just make everything go away. And you're like, <laughs> mm, that sounds kind of familiar. I'm naturally. from the future. i like to talk to you about that. I have bad news for you. <laughs> this is just another form for people
0: to argue about things. <laughs> Uh, but with animated cats, so it's great. Okay, uh, next up. So this is the thing you told us about, yeah. the keep talking, nobody explodes. It's So it's super cool. I didn't get a chance to play it. Everybody wanted to play it. But it. it I don't know, maybe you can explain, explain the premise better.
1: So, yeah, I think the way it works, is you've got this guy here, and he's wearing the, the Oculus Rift VR headset, and he can see a bomb that he needs to defuse, and... And then the guy with him has the instruction manual for the bomb, but he can't see the bomb. And the guy who can see the bomb can't see the instruction manual. Uh, So he has to sort of talk out loud and say, okay, I see like a red wire and a blue wire and like a switch. And then he has to be like, "Uh, cut the red wire and then the blue wire, but not the yellow wire. Like whatever. And I don't know. So it's like, it's like how it would actually be probably if like someone was trying to talk you through the bomb in real life. Yeah, it seems super cool.
0: Yeah. So I think, I mean, this, yeah, this is the type of thing I'm actually hoping will take off with Mm -hmm. like the VR stuff because it's actually something you, couldn't re.
1: I mean, you could do it, but it's not. It's not the same level of fun. Sure. Like, with conventional. What this actually kind of reminds me of is Space Team. You guys ever played Space yeah. Team? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's super fun. I think we played that together. Like- <laughs> I think we played it like while we're waiting at the movie. Yeah. <laughs> doing, right? So it's this. It's this iOS game, and um, it basically uh, forces you and your friends to become like the uh, the crew from like, crew. A 60s era, like Star Trek yeah. episode. So basically, didn't you play this too?
0: No. Oh my I god. I
1: think I got it actually. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So like. You all connect your phones to each other over, like, I don't know, Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or whatever, and you have like five or six like different little controls on your phone, and everybody has a different set of controls. Right. And then instructions will pop up where it's like reverse the deflector array, and so you have to you don't have the button to reflect the, to the to reverse it, so you have to shout out reverse the deflector array, and whoever it has it has, it it has it to be it. Like, <laughs> the button, like okay, I got it. Yeah, so if you do, don't do it, the ship explodes, yeah. right? So it's so like, you have a mismatch of the information that you know is required to fix, right? And Versus the, the thing you have yeah, the ability so to do. people are shouting at you, and you're shouting at other people. Yeah, so, so. you have to be listening for like, yeah. oh, did somebody just tell me something yeah. that I can do? But then you also have to be looking at the instructions to shout out things yeah. to other people, which is awesome. It's totally ought to be our next episode. <laughs> Gotta be oh, fantastic. Man. <laughs> Actually, it'd be really fun just to do it. need <laughs> to get like a bunch of people. Yeah, totally. uh,
0: but it's funny because like if you've ever seen a video, maybe we'll do this. But if you've ever seen a video of it, it's like it's hilarious because it just like looks like people shouting crazy <laughs> stuff at each other. <laughs> it's like. This is a great
1: idea. Maybe. See, if we actually do it, we should get some of those like, Think Geek, like, Star Trek uniform T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> really, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. We're gonna, if we're going to do I this, think, let's do it. I think we pretty much have to go all that. <laughs> right. All right. All right, moving on.
0: Uh, <laughs> so there's some There's some just, like, quick hit things. There's no deeper discussion. This is a thing called Gummy Mummy. And I believe you're actually just a mummy in a first-person mummy-type experience. It actually looked It looked fun in sort of, like, a cartoony way. A popular genre, first-person mummy. <laughs> <laughs> The FPM. You don't know about the FPM? <laughs> uh, gummy mummy. Like I, so what's the gummy? I think he shoots that that beam of gummy. I think that's his weapon,
1: basically. No. Oh, of course. Another I traditional think, mummy weapon. I think it's best not to overthink gummy mummy. <laughs> you know, with a name like gummy mummy, I am led to believe this is a highly historically accurate. I don't,
0: maybe it's based on some sort of food line. I don't know. Maybe, maybe there's a food oh, line whoa, whoa. coming. I
1: don't know. Uh, okay, moving on.
0: So this is called Foxtrot uh it at first glance it kind of looks like a like infinite runner but there i think there might be kind of more to it. it anything about the uh the visuals that occurs to you love the art style <laughs> <laughs> so I, I i didn't get a chance to play this one um but it, it looks nicely done you know it's I I'd like to see the, like the full version of the game later on. A lot of these, by the way, a lot of these games, like people are saying that they're going to be done in like 2016 because it's stuff they're working on on the side. Mm. So these aren't necessarily always in a finished state. Yeah. I think this is one of them. Mm. I mean, I'm curious to know it like takes us beyond your usual like Infinite Runner because just from the well, video, think, it's hard to tell. I think the the second player is well, maybe I'm wrong about that. And I thought there was a second player element to this, but yeah. um, anyway. Uh, okay so this so this is a super cool oh, game wow, another awesome. another Fox game <laughs> there's a lot of Fox things going on so this is super cool this is called Fall or, uh, Seasons After Fall and the, the mechanic in this game is that you can switch between seasons at will oh man so you'll like need to go up somewhere and you'll switch to autumn which will give you wind yeah. and you fly up there and then you need you know snow for something and then you need summer and spring for something super gorgeous hmm. the guy I talked to the developer they actually did this game called Blocks That Matter I don't know if you ran across that it was sort of Minecrafty in a way uh, but he said that uh, one of their inspirations was the the Ubiart thing. So when we played oh, Rayman, yeah. that was that engine, right? Mm-hmm. So he did the same sort of thing where it's sort of this raster artwork, stretched over yeah. skeleton. That in, looks in fantastic. Space, so. Yeah, it looks super cool. The
1: uh, the mechanic reminds me of, um, do you, yeah. yeah, cool. you ever play the, yeah, it's cool. Do you ever play the Zelda games for Game Boy where it was like. Uh, oh, Minish Cap? No, well, I didn't play that one, but maybe it has a similar thing. I think it was like. I mean, it was like Oracle of Ages or something. Yeah, I think it was the same series. It was the yeah. same sort of thing where it's like at some point in the game you acquired some item that allowed you to like jump back and forth with yeah. time. And, and one of the, it was basically like two games that sort of came out at the same time. And one of them, you got some item that allowed you to like go forwards and backwards through time and you had to use that to solve puzzles. And there's another one that lets you change the seasons and that was another way yeah. you have to solve puzzles. Mm-hmm. So it was still the same sort of thing. Wasn't, wasn't that, I
0: never played Day of the Tentacle, but it didn't have a time travel aspect to it. I remember running across that recently. I know that was one of the main game mechanics. It's like you would have to like jump forward in time and do something and come back and do something. You, you played that know. game, I, right?
2: I played like the, I had the like trial for it or whatever. Oh. So it was like the first like level or whatever. <laughs> I don't remember there being any time okay. travel, but it hmm. wasn't, yeah, I didn't get very far. It was, oh, okay. Like one of these things like we're on the They see you run for some other game. There was like this little like, you saw no. the trial the, you know, of one
1: of their, their, their you know. Which so they still memories. do, by the way. The best was, um oh my gosh, what was it? Uh, I feel like we had a stack of CDs from um PlayStation Magazine or something. No, 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 it was a Mac Magazine. And so oh, Mac, Mac addict. It was Mac addict. It, it, <laughs> <laughs> it would come I with all kinds the, of stuff. The disc with the yeah. C. <laughs> the disc. I loved the disc. <laughs> but there'd be games on there, like every time. Yeah. I remember. I think on one of them there was a uh, Bare Naked Ladies music video that was like to show off like some new QuickTime codec uh, or something. Nice. I thought it was like, the coolest. The nerdiest of nerdy. The nerdiest.
2: It was the one week music video.
1: <laughs> it was. I still have that music video like, on my computer in like Sorensen or whatever the codec was. Right? Yeah, like, you nice. can't even still play that anymore. Yeah, yeah, I think so. It it was, well, I think, it was, I think it was CinePack,
2: but Sorensen uh, was the audio encoding. Got it. Um, I don't know if they used
1: Sorensen audio on that one. But. This is a new podcast. We need to start. <laughs> <laughs> old, compre- old compressed file format. Yeah, <laughs> well, Or just like the Mac Addict revisit like, yeah. revisited. You should just was, dig out all those CDs. I, totally, I love the Mac Addicts. I, miss so I missed
2: there. like the first few uh, issues of it, but then I subscribed like even that very first year. Yeah. And like that it was... It was a revelation, like this disc of stuff every single <laughs> oh, month. Yeah. yeah. There's max up. That was before I had internet. So it was totally. like the only way, the the only only way like to get crazy new, new yeah. stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You usually like send a postcard to like such and such address for the shareware where it's like the little like purchase a license thing. It's like, please send a postcard oh, to this yeah, address yeah. like to get your license key. You're like, what? I <laughs> mean by today's energy, like that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> An actual physical piece of paper in the mail. Yeah. Uh you're probably paying fifteen dollars. I mean, just
0: outrageous amounts of money compared to you know
1: Oh, I guess, yeah, yeah. Um what was this? Oh, kaleidoscope, I think was like the thing that would let you like I'm monkey sorry. with like outside of all... French. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. You have to say that. No, kaleidoscope was yes. the, no, yeah, the yeah. thing that would let you monkey around with like all of the visual sets. Yeah. I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah, yeah. In hindsight, it was hideous. At <laughs> <laughs> the time it was so cool. Okay, that was our <laughs> back No, That was great, that was great. Uh, <laughs> were we going somewhere with that? uh i
0: don't know are we going anywhere with that's anything true, anything yeah. we're talking yeah, about like, i don't know how well, did, did we, we get onto that that was an amazing I, I thought we were actually like headed somewhere and i think i think we, I think we, no, we the Oh, that's right that's right time time oh that's yeah yeah okay so one thing i noticed that's different just speaking generally is that like last year there was a lot of crazy stuff like sony announced the project morpheus thing which is their vr thing and there was like the oculus was a big deal and the strange thing this time is that like oculus has been out for like a while now and like a lot of booths had it the Sony thing had been out, and there were even more VR devices. So, like, Valve announced its Steam VR device, and apparently the deal with that thing is like, in addition to the goggles, you also have these sensors that you put in the room, mm. and as you move closer to the sensors, it detects that as like walking in the game, mm. and they can scale. So, if you they said if theoretically if you have like a warehouse, you can have a really immersive experience, but you need like a minimum I think like six by ten or something like that. Hmm.
1: But for every like step you take in real world space, you move like a lot further in game space. Or I like, don't. Yeah. yeah. You couldn't.
0: Only, not normal people could try it there. You know, so uh, I yeah. um, I don't know how the details of that work. They also said that they're they think it's going to be possible to, to do that with like in the release time frame. It's going to be possible to do it with like multiple people, which seems super scary. <laughs> You're walking <laughs> around in the room. Uh, yeah. <laughs>
1: wow. this is So immersive. Yeah. Seems like a great way to ruin some very expensive headsets
0: or people.
1: Well, that's too. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, so anyway so there was that thing there, was, there were some other VR devices there's so many I can't, like, can't even remember the names of all of them so it was it was weird it wasn't like the same level of tension that I remember from last year because two things had happened there was two new consoles that had just come out so Xbox One and PS4 had just come out and a lot of the the sessions were talking about like their like post-mortem on these like brand new platforms mm-hmm. like how did we do this you know and a lot of like AAA games had shipped and it felt like we were a little bit of a lull this year because I think what's happening is that a bunch of these sort of second wave of next gen games mm-hmm. are going to come out like middle of this year, so they don't mm-hmm. have anything to talk so about. They missed yet. the yeah, basically. Yeah. There were tons of <laughs> there was tons of sessions on Sunset Overdrive, which is that game that you. Oh watch. really? Yeah, oh. there was like six, seven sessions on that, which is crazy wow. that a game usually wouldn't have that many sessions. But yeah. I think, I think what happened is they saw, well, we really don't have anybody else to talk about this stuff. Like because there's some there's some games that are coming out this year that are pretty big, and I don't know if you guys are familiar with these, but there's one called The Witcher. 3 which is a big uh, it's yeah. a, um, a I think a Polish company. Okay. But their series is, is big. Yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So they, they have the third iteration coming out and then the the new Batman games coming out and mm-hmm. there's like a whole bunch of these things that were sort of like moved from end of last year to like you know mid you know June, right. May something like that. So I think a lot of those games those people weren't ready to talk mm-hmm. about them. Um, so the floor I mean there was there was plenty of stuff to see but it was interesting compared to last year it was like heavy in the like, VR and like you know, AAA console stuff, and there wasn't that much. Like, there was the only game that they were showing, like Sony was showing, that hasn't already been released was Bloodborne. So this is um, Dark Souls. Have you heard of Dark Souls? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this pun- very difficult, I guess, uh, sort of dungeon crawler kind of thing. And this yeah. is their their new game from the same developer. But that was the only one that like wasn't already out. Okay. And everybody was crowded on that thing. But there wasn't the same level of like, oh, my God, we've never seen this stuff before. Yeah. It's like Oculus every five feet. So it wasn't I didn't feel the same level of like this is the future kind of thing yeah. you know, this year. It was still fun. I'm still <laughs> totally glad I went. But um, that was just the thing I, I realized as I was like walking around. is like a lot of the stuff seemed like, oh, OK, yeah, this is kind of like, yeah, last year, a little bit refined. I did put an Oculus uh, thing on at I think the NVIDIA booth. Mm-hmm. The thing that struck me and I don't know for sure. Maybe I was using an older version of the kit but uh, the screen is not high resolution like it was like oh, you really can definitely true. see the pixels Oh. Um, and you know and I thought immediately of you it's like well okay let's say let's see it's it's motion sensitivity big pixels <laughs> <laughs> so, and probably first person shooters for days so probably not going to be your thing
1: it's got to be first person everything though right yeah. I mean, like that's really <laughs> the only thing that works yeah. on these
0: I, you know I, I um anyway so the demo they had set up was like this like um you are a dinosaur like in the dinosaur age and you're I think the specific demo was, like, you're in the nest of a dinosaur. You're like an egg. Hmm. So you you had just hatched, and you have to, like, peck the other, like, dinosaurs out, and, like, your parent dinosaur comes over. And it, it wow. was kind of crazy. It was a little bit like a dream I had. <laughs> <laughs> but it was funny because... uh you know, it's really, easy. they have this enclosed space.
1: I just have this picture of, like, we need to make our video console better than drugs. And, like, <laughs> well, we can probably do that. <laughs> How about if you a dinosaur egg? Not a dinosaur, a dinosaur egg. <laughs> they probably had, great.
0: probably had that meeting while on drugs. I'm sure it worked. Out. <laughs> but uh, but it was funny because, like, they they just have this little enclosed space for this dinosaur thing. One of the things you have to do is, like, walk closer to your eggs and, like, tap. And it's, like, it's really easy to just hit your head on the TV. Do you have to, like, move your head? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. But it, it is. So the one thing that is cool is, and maybe you don't, see this in the videos a lot is like you can turn it all the way around you know like turn around turn around look up sure. look down and it is convincing from that perspective but yeah the pixels were quite big and i don't, hmm. I don't know if they're gonna have that fixed is,
1: is that just because they can't like they have to hit like insane frame rates i think that's what it like, is yeah because it, if i mean you think about it like if you drop a single frame you're gonna be like Bleh! yeah <laughs> Right. But not just that but it's like if you can't feel like you can get
0: away with a game and you know even on the podcast we get away with 24 frames a second mm-hmm. because if, there's no expectation that it's going to be like really high refresh rate and sure if it has a cinematic look that's okay mm-hmm. but in this case like the whole thing is that it has to feel real right and if you have any kind of like s- separation between real world frame rate or mm-hmm. like perceived frame rate and what's in the game yeah it's right. at best it's going to be not convincing at worst right. it's going to be uncomfortable right um so yeah i think that's what it is they they can't mm-hmm. go super high hopefully you know by the time things ship like later this year though sort sort of that sort of, like, kicked out. but it struck me it was it was yeah. I was like wow is this normal because like it
1: didn't look very good so I don't know I'm not sold on the whole VR thing yeah
0: I don't know I, I, I know.
1: think this I, just feels like 3d movies but yeah. worse right maybe
0: yeah'm I'm, I'm keeping an open mind I mean there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of interesting experiments in that area I haven't <laughs> seen like the game yet mm-hmm. but there's there's a lot of investment in that idea and I think I think that that game is coming we just maybe haven't seen it yet. It just, maybe CB. yeah. I don't know. Uh, okay, let's move on. Right. So I have a couple of these booth shots. So they were showing. I believe this is the new uh, Blizzard like MMO
1: that they showed. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, no, it's not an MMO. It's a. It's like a, a Team Fortress Two. Uh, oh yeah, like sorry, not MMO.
0: Um, I, I can't think of the name right now, but it's it's like yeah, it's kind know. of it's like an arena battle yeah. thing, but third person. looked pretty cool. Over no. Uh, I, Overwatch no. That, that might be it. I think they'd yeah. rename it, though. Okay. It has kind of like a Team Fortress 2. It so. has like, that cartoony kind of yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah it cool. I mean, people were having yeah, fun. Cool. It's, I don't usually play these type of games, so it's kind of hard for me to have an opinion on it. Oh, so they announced uh, Unity 5, which was a right. big thing. A lot of people were, were into that. I think, um, I, I don't know the details. I just like look through the list of things. It seems like it just...
1: You know, better versions of stuff that was there, pretty much. I think the big news is like pricing changes to both Unreal that's and true. Unity. Yeah. That's like, Now I think Unreal has like no monthly fee, and you yeah. don't actually owe them anything at all until you cross some like gross revenue threshold, yeah. which is a, a big deal. I think it's like
0: it's nothing up until three thousand dollars gross revenue, and then it's five percent after that. Yeah. Oh, so one one other thing that's kind of it's a it's a small area, but one thing that's kind of cool is they have this like mobile like video game museum that they set up. No, it's cool. Last year was some different stuff. This year it seemed to be mostly kind of like Atari era. So they had like a bunch of the old Atari 2600 stuff. I Mm -hmm. I never had any of that, but it's like it seemed cool, like kind of seeing it. Yeah. Um, And it's interesting because you, I think, you kind of get used to oh, this is all so new, and it's like you look back at the old stuff. It's like it's kind of the same ideas, you know. It's just it's definitely better graphics Mm -hmm. and better everything, but still, it's like if you if you read through some of the the, like advertisements Mm -hmm. and the literature they had sitting out, it's like to them it was as big of a deal. Oh, yeah. Then, as it is to us now, you know, it it felt like it was like at at the time, it was like video games were the thing. And we think of that. (laughs) It's a big, some big integers.
1: Let's not joke around. (laughs) Have you guys seen? There's this video that uh, I saw in the last couple of weeks where. I didn't realize there's still kind of like a demo scene going on for like Super yeah. Nintendo. Oh, did Super you, Nintendo. Did no. you see this? No. Holy smokes. I was looking
0: at this and like. You should probably specify the, the demo scene thing. I
1: don't think uh, so that yeah. That. So like I guess the whole demo um, demo scene thing is that people will take this old hardware like Ataris and Commodores and stuff and they will do just like graphics demos, like audio demos and they're not games. They're more just sort of like art pieces. Or, yeah. Yeah. But they'll do things. It'll be like that's not possible yeah. in that hardware like there's no way they'll do stuff like crazy like spinning 3d cubes or like texture mapping on a commodore and you're just like and like 10k what? right like, like what yeah. yeah exactly and they have like no memory to pull this off and like no like they had to like pack all these instructions or whatever and then you're just like that's not possible. yeah anyway so i saw this video of the stuff on the super nintendo and i was just like, i mean i know the super nintendo is more powerful than like those even older consoles yeah like, but still i was like i don't Think that that's possible <laughs> i mean clearly it is possible because they're yeah. doing it but you're just looking at it and like man if they'd known you could do that back when it came out like what kind of games would they have done with this well i think like, they just
0: blast through all the abstraction layers right they're like they're just writing like the lowest,
1: lowest oh yeah level, absolutely. everything yeah, so it's like exactly. not sustainable
0: it's like a game development approach <laughs> no not really yeah, yeah
1: but it's pretty off cool. to find the link and you can yeah, maybe yeah. put the little sample of it in there so yeah it's super cool yeah those are always like mind-blowing it's always like
0: wow i don't think i'd want to do that <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's impressive, but, yeah. it's super impressive. but super Okay, well, I'll have Tipping Goats in the background. (laughs) Is is this
1: Slam Dunk something? Yes, uh,
0: I'll look up the exact name put it on the screen and put it in the show notes. But the cool thing about this is, like, it's a weird mashup of, like, a bunch of different, like, you know, Super Nintendo era. Oh, there it is. Super, Super Slam Dunk, dunk touchdown. touchdown. So they combined a bunch of different sports. It's like basketball. Yeah. <laughs> so they took, like, you know, like NBA Jam or something like uh-huh. that. But they took, like, the conglomeration of all those, like, 16-bit era games and, yes. like, put them into one. So you have, like, the soccer guy playing against the hockey guy. It looked pretty cool. It was a small game. That actually sounds pretty, it looks like fun. really yeah, fun. It looks like yeah. fun.
1: Um, it's like Calvin Ball the game.
0: Oh, uh, so this is interesting. So this game... Um, Let's see if I have the oh it's right here. Uh, clockwork. So this looks, it looks pretty gorgeous. And it, it, he was talking about the fact that I think the main game mechanic here is it's it's um, like time traveling kind of. So you can have number of instances of your character. Mm. So you can have like one version of your character runs through the top of the level, and one version of your character goes through the bottom of the level. And they can use that to like coordinate, like having somebody hold a switch and mm.
1: um, you know, having somebody else press a button. It's a game that we saw I think maybe last year or no. Wasn't it like Super Time Force or something was like a game that was kind of like I haven't that? played that. It might be like that, yeah. yeah. I
0: remember this. the Ratchet & Clank games like, did this sometimes. Oh, really? Um, but it's, it's interesting because it makes you kind of think fourth dimensionally as you're going through the levels. You're like, okay, this time through the game, I'm going to... Or this time through the level, I'm going to hit the button. But I know right. that next time when I go through... I'm going to like press this lever or whatever. It. It. So you're controlling one instance
2: of your character each time? At a minute? time,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you have to basically set yourself up mm-hmm. so that on the final run through you can get through. It looks actually super pretty. Um, I think there, again, it's going to be done sometime in like 2016 or at mm-hmm. the end of this this uh, this year. Um, but it, it just mm-hmm. seemed like an interesting kind of approach to stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this game called Feist. It looked like kind of a combination of like Limbo mm-hmm. style graphics and maybe a little bit of like Badland. I don't know if you saw that that mobile game.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It uh, looked pretty cool. I mean, yeah, it's beautiful.
0: I like the rain effect. It's cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I uh, yeah, didn't get a chance to play it, but uh, it looked promising. It's neat. Um, Through the Woods. So this was interesting. So this is, uh, this again, I think is going to be done sometime next year, but it is like a, kind of has this like Stephen King kind of feel to it. Oh yeah, it's like a it's a narrative. It's like a first person narrative thing, uh-huh. or I guess third person. You can see your character, and they don't really give you a lot of information about what's going on. I think um, you're you're just kind of working your way through this mystery. But the interesting thing is that the the voiceover is your grandmother, like relaying the story to like a police officer. And so as you're walking around, you know, she's basically uh, saying like, yeah, then she went into the cabin and then you like go into the cabin. Uh, so it's like reacting to what your mm, your actions are, yeah. um, which seems like it would add to the creepiness level totally. quite a bit. It's um, cool. Yeah. So promising. Um, yeah. Not, 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 uh, there wasn't. No, it seems there wasn't yeah, it seems it seems interesting.
1: I like games that kind of do like that flashlight effect. Like, yeah. I don't know why. Uh, Alan Wake, I think, was the um, other one. I don't know if you saw that one. Did you play you played The Last of Us?
0: Um, I didn't. Well, I played a little bit. uh Enough to know that it was not my kind of thing. Oh, really? It's just too dark for me. Yeah.
1: There's a couple scenes in that game where... um your character, you take out a flashlight and like you're walking around through a building, and the the uh, the flashlight kind of starts to go. And the game basically prompts you to like take your PlayStation controller and actually like no. tap it against <laughs> your hand, like you're tapping the flashlight, and it causes the flashlight to come back on. Yeah. But like every now and then, like your flashlight will kind of be like, it kind of like wears down. You like, have to just like, just, like, <gasps> bop, 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 and, like smack <laughs> it to get it to come back. Yeah. It's one of those cool touches where you're kind of like, it's in some ways it's completely gimmicky, yeah. But in other ways, it's kind of cool where it's like, oh yeah, I guess you know, like there's senses in there. You can yeah. sort of like approximate mm-hmm. that motion in real life.
0: Yeah, Alan Wake is another one of those where you actually would use the, the flashlight to actually, like, stun the bad guys. Oh, sure. Um, anyway, okay, so... Uh, Festival of Magic, this was interesting. It, it's sort of a um, Final Fantasy kind of thing, and they had a Kickstarter project, and they were showing it. It looked pretty... Uh, pretty nice. So this was pretty funny. I, I don't... I'll have to look up what the exact name of this thing is. You know the Street Fighter level where you, like, kick the car? Okay. So this is, like, a Connect power... I don't know if it's actually Connect, but something like Connect where you actually, like... On screen, you're kicking the crap out of the car. Uh-huh. So you do all these like anime moves, right? So you like put your arms up in the air and like bring <laughs> so, down a fireball and sure. you like, punch. So he's punching the. Yeah. So yeah. you can see he's like punching the car. It's kind of fun. I mean, it's like. Yeah. He's got a fireball there. This is a cool toy. Yeah. Oh, this is Fable Fable Legends. I think it's like. So the Fable series, I don't know if you're familiar with it. Um, it was classically like this third person RPG thing, but I think this is like. Multiplayer like arena hmm. kind of stuff. It looked pretty cool. Interesting. Um, it was originally the Peter Molyneux yeah. design, but he he's long since left the series. So, oh,
1: kind of what's sold. the whole thing? Have you been following? I feel like there was some interview recently with Peter Molyneux, with, yeah. where like the interviewer was like kind of a jerk, right? Yeah, he kind of, like, I think it was rock paper shotgun. Yeah, I, I
0: mean, it, it, and it's funny. Tim Tim Schaefer came uh, on a video blog or something later and was kind of like, you need to cut these guys some slack. Like making games is like super hard. and yeah. I, I think what it came down to is that had an estimate of how long the i think it was goddess the, mm. you know how long it was going to take to do it and it was a kickstarter project right. and they kind of realized it wasn't financially viable and so they kind of like backed away from spending a bunch of time on it and people felt like well you can't just do that did they release the game at all or did they oh, just yeah, massively no, it, no, no, reduce the scope i think like, that's what it yeah, is yeah. yeah i mean it, it, it was even even when the kickstarter project came out i think it was pretty close right. to it i mean it, it's been out for like a year A version mm-hmm. of it is but they had i think some other bigger plans for what to do yeah and maybe part of this is because Tim Schaefer, like we played Space Base 9 mm. right? Mm-hmm. And that, that's from Tim Schafer's company from um, which also didn't really pay. Right, exactly. They kind of cut of cut off and say this isn't making money and we right. we have to pay these people, you know. Right. Yeah, so I don't know. It, it's I think I think the the feeling some people felt really strong, like, oh we gotta get this guy, like, you know, because yeah. he cheated us or whatever. But also it's like it's just super hard. It kinda illustrates why some people need publishers because like it's yeah. super, super hard to like predict exactly the extent that everything's going to take particularly with like it's hard enough just normal software Mm -hmm. in a game it's like this whole creative side like if the story's not working or the artwork needs help or whatever you know it can get really hard so
1: yes but that's yeah that's what came up yeah unfortunately like molyneux does kind of have a reputation for like over promising and delivering a little bit which doesn't doesn't help yeah but but. he said you know the, the fable games i i actually liked you know
0: and he 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 led those. And, oh, yeah.
1: yeah. I just feel like there was something a while ago where, like, I think when the Kinect first came out and it was just like, oh, uh, sure, yeah. yeah. The little uh, the kid thing. Yeah, and you know. you're like, uh-huh, yeah. we've heard this story before. Yeah. Or, like, wasn't Black and White one of his games, too? Yeah, I think that was Were, that's pretty well-liked, um, right? Isn't uh, it? I guess. I don't know. I, I remember, like, I had the game yeah. and I remember, like, definitely, I mean, maybe just like the marketing to this, not so much him personally, but like, definitely was sold on, like, and the creatures in the game have this amazing AI and hmm. they learn and all this stuff. And at the end, you're kind of like, eh, they're still pretty stupid. <laughs> 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 right. And I should have known. I mean, you know, it's obviously like if it was actually really good, then it would be a huge deal. But yeah. like, I don't know. I just feel like there's been a couple instances where it's like, and it usually has something to do with like AI, where it's yeah. like, it's going to be so cool. It's going to learn. It's going to do all this stuff. And it's like, no, you're excited. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not make those kind of promises because <laughs> yeah. it never actually works out that way. I don't yeah. know. It, 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 I, I haven't read the interview, but I mean, you probably shouldn't like rate this guy across the coals just for like being excited about the yeah. project. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, this is from the,
0: Oh is Dungeon Brothers. So Super Dungeon Brothers, actually. So it, it looks kind of like Diablo, but like a little bit more cartoony, a little bit more kind of Mario. Hmm. Kind of fun. I didn't get a chance to play it, but uh, it seems like it'd be a cool. I think it's a local co op thing. Yeah, it still looks fun. So Amplitude is from, I think, the Harmonix guys. So the guitar, mm-hmm. or not guitar, uh, rock band. It's, it's like a spaceship thing. So there's a much better take on this. Uh, there's a game called Thumper. And it is two people. One of them was from Harmonix. Another one is actually in a band. Uh, and I think I have some video in here somewhere. But it's like, it's one of the prettiest games I've ever seen. Okay. And it, there's like this like soundtrack. So you're basically... Um, it, the soundtrack is in sync with the things you're doing in the game. So when right. you need to take a turn. You'll hit, you know, there'll be a beat in your mm, ear. Mm-hmm. So you have to take a left, right, left, and you're going to hear a bump, 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 you know, mm-hmm. as you're going through. Uh, have to see it. It's okay. very hard to describe it. It's super impressive. Interesting. Um, oh, this was kind of interesting. So there was a company there that was basically um, doing 3D printing out of sand. Oh. Which is interesting because you end up with these, like, very um, sort of tactile creatures. Mm-hmm. And I, I think they were there basically as a way to do merchandising for these game companies i think it was, this wasn't like a consumer thing right, right. this is like they're yeah, talking they, to the game developers like don't you want to have yeah, like yeah. figurines that go with your games yeah, yeah and it was and it was cool though they had like a, they had some of the machines on site and they had a bunch of these models that they had pulled out of games mm-hmm. uh, It was pretty cool yeah, here's some here's some last of us guys uh the models the bus and wow. uh, it has a different sort of um presence to it because usually 3d printed stuff is very plasticky yeah and this has more sort of i don't know how to describe it like a more fine green kind of feel like interesting it was pretty cool. There's a bunch of these. Yeah, there's the machine. Yeah, printing it out. Um, oh, and this is one of the last things I ran across was uh, they have these like you can't really see in the video, but they are these tension wires on these gloves. So basically, they can detect how much force is coming yeah. out. You can get a seat on the guy. In the yeah. left a little bit. Yeah. And they were using it in this boxing game. There's a Kickstarter project for this right now, and they were using it as a way to sort of like determine how much force you know to hit the boxer with. Uh, but they said there's a bunch of Potential applications like fitness and that kind of stuff. So I mean,
1: kind of cool. I was going to say, if the tension's high enough, you might actually get to work out a little bit. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Um, and that's the last one. So I don't know if there's any other. Let's flip through these real fast. But yeah, they gave us a doggy bag for the uh, butt sniffing pugs, which was. Of <laughs> oh course. my gosh, that's could, fantastic! Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty great. Uh, that's so clever. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah, there's the gummy mummy thing. There were oh, so the one thing I totally forgot to mention, but was one of the coolest things, is. Um, so I, I met the Samogo guys and they had these postcards out, which is like these little like illustrations and and stories. So on the front it's like some of the islands, right? Yep. Um I'll show the uh... <laughs> <laughs> But so the thing they told me, and I did not know, and I don't know if any of you guys knew uh, until I text messaged you <laughs> was that if you do the if you're playing through the Sailor's Dream. And you get these text passages. If you hit the AirPrint button, it doesn't just print out the text of the stuff mm-hmm. you're reading. It actually prints out these illustrations, yeah. which is a whole different story parallel to the text. This story. is awesome. I wish I had an AirPrint printer. <laughs> well, I don't even know if you have to print it. Print it. I haven't had a chance to try it. I think it shows you on the screen before it actually prints it. Mm-hmm. Does it not? I don't, know. I don't know. But we should try it. Um, so I think it's like a little Easter egg thing. Yeah. I think it's. it sounded kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and they were super cool. You know, they yeah. were... It was it was fun to talk to them because obviously we've we've enjoyed you know device yeah. well I guess you guys enjoyed device six more than I did but we all enjoyed Sailor's Dream and mm-hmm. you know talking to them about like some of the sound stuff they did and the music stuff and like you said didn't they have a session
1: that was about the audio of device six that was or? I didn't make it to it yeah but the, yeah they did have it and, yeah um, yeah that, I'm sure that that people, seems cool yeah. if they do publish a video for that I'd be really interested to see yeah. that
0: um, let's see if there's any other kind of little things here oh, oh so this was okay this actually is worthwhile mentioning so the one of the the. The cooler um, game concepts I saw was this thing and it's called, I don't know if the game is actually called this. I guess it's actually called Holy Potatoes, a Weapon Shop. I don't know about the name, but the, the idea is really cool. So you know how like when you're paying, playing an RPG and you go to the the item shop <laughs> and you like, you know, say I, I need a new sword or whatever. So this game is you are from the perspective of the merchant. <laughs> so it's basically it's it looks like <laughs> it's, in some ways it's actually looks very similar to game dev tycoon so you have the isometric view and you've got a right. little shop and you've got your employees and, and you'll have one guy mm. who focuses on like the the, the um the material gathering right and one focuses on the crafting
1: of the weapon and another's like the enchanting person wow this is great i kind of had an idea for a game like this a while back like <laughs> but it wasn't like fantasy themed but the idea that like you would sort of like manage like a little factory yeah so that's cool so it's it's, it's I, I played actually a little bit of it and it's like super well polished i mean it's
0: the art style is really cool the the game mechanics are fun like you know how like when you're playing game dev tycoon you're like how could this possibly be fun like yeah. you start playing, it's like actually, it's kind of cool. Yeah. You kind of get this whole thing going. So, the
2: idea so, so I told you when you first explained this, I, I totally imagined it was like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead kind of thing where like you're like, Wait, hold on. What did you say? Say that one more time. Have you, heard, that have, you heard, have you heard Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead? No, I is. feel
0: like you're saying something backwards.
1: No, no it's, <laughs> so, it's, so, it's two names somebody yeah, and somebody Ro- are dead.
2: Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are two characters from Hamlet. Okay, and they're
1: like, and so I don't know, you said this are so like the messengers or something. Yeah, right? well, and like, they
2: show, they show up there like his childhood friends, but they're, they're the messengers. And then like these other the other king wants to like have Hamlet be killed, but instead like you know through some various trickery, like Hamlet ends up getting them killed instead.
1: They literally um, kill the messengers. You're saying?
2: Uh, <laughs> in fact, they <it> do. <laughs> Uh, and so, like, there's like this whole movie called "Rosencrantz and Guildenstern Are Dead," which is which is Hamlet retold from their point of view. That's awesome. They sort of show up in the, in the, in the middle of this, like the weird, like you know, middle of Hamlet, and they leave again, and then they're killed in the end. And so I kind of imagine this was like that, where like you're like the guy at the weapon shop, and like some like hero comes through battered and beaten, <laughs> and like clearly like
0: you know. Yeah. off of some like huge mission and then you have to yeah yeah you see link from yeah. zelda but yeah. only when he comes <laughs> in to, like buy more bops right there, there is some of that so so the way it works is that you actually do the you, you build the weapon and you enchant it whatever and then there's different like shops that you can go to and sell it like like in the franchises R- yeah exactly yes so you say so you have like one of the heroes come at you and you say and you know, he says i'll give you 1200 whatever's for this thing it's like okay i'll sell that and then you take the same way as in Def, game dev tycoon Take the money back and you can reinvest it in new employees or new materials mm-hmm. or whatever. Gorgeous. Right? Nice. Well, you know, it's cartoony style, but actually really, really well done cartoony style. Um, and it was a lot of fun. And um, they have this like, I don't know, adventure timey kind of character. Yeah. So I, I think that's cool. I, it sounds like something we would all kind of enjoy. Mm-hmm. So we should check it out when it comes out.
1: What was a game from a while back that you were telling me about where you run a video game arcade from the 80s?
0: God. Yeah, that was an Xbox game. Yeah. I never had a chance
1: to play that. We, we should dig that up. Yeah, because that looked awesome. It'd be cool if there was a uh, like a. Uh, Mac or PC version. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um. Yeah. So I think overall, you know, like I said, I think this year it felt a little bit more um toned down compared yeah. to last year because there wasn't like a new console just launched and like the VR stuff. It's like everybody had Oculus or at every every booth almost. So that that there wasn't that same level of craziness. Steam had their new thing, but nobody could try it. Their VR so, thing. Yeah. yeah. So like last year, you know, Sony had their new thing, and you could stand in line and like see it, but like the Steam stuff like was not available to people. So there wasn't there wasn't really like there was no one big thing people were like trying to see. You know, there was like a new version of Unity. Um, there's this Unreal stuff, and there's new VR stuff, and there were interesting things to see, but there's no, no like the one thing you know that came out. So. so if you want to contact us, you can first find all the old episodes online and the audio vi- audio episodes, video episodes, contact information, all that kind of stuff at lowearthorbit.fm. On Twitter, you can find us at uh Low Earth show. Uh, YouTube page we're, we're inching towards our 100 subscriber goal and we're going to do oh, I forgot to talk about it beforehand mm-hmm. I, I had a really good idea for oh, uh, a yeah. uh, retro thing so once we hit 100 subscribers we're going to do another retro thing in the past we've done Fifth Element we did uh, Ridge of the Lost Ark and then Groundhog Day, Ground Day. Yeah. yes absolutely and so we have another one at 100 we're going to do and uh, so YouTube.com slash Lowered Show is you can, where you can find that and uh, feel free to subscribe there I think we're at 82 right now mm-hmm. Uh Phone number. We have a, a. We need to record a new voicemail, yes. but what's our phone number? We
1: have a voicemail line. You can call us and leave a message, and we'll play it on the show. And the phone number for that is 573-880-4420. <laughs> we accept all major credit cards. I'm like <laughs> blinking. <laughs> <laughs> call now and get an <laughs> extra lower number for free. As far as I know. <laughs> uh, it doesn't cost anything yes.
0: above and beyond what a regular phone call costs. Um, so, yeah, you should, uh, if you have, like, some thoughts on GDC, or you, you saw one of the episodes we did recently, you had it. Some different thoughts on one of the games or movies we talked about. Just feel free to leave us a review, and we'll put it on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I think it's pretty much it. See you next time. This week on Low Earth Orbit, we're talking about GDC 2015. I had a super awkward <laughs> <laughs> face. <laughs> <laughs> More awkward than normal. I, I am a little amused that we have a studio monitor now. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, this one doesn't involve Fox. Oops, that's not a game. This is just some okay. advertisement. Uh, what's this one? I think this might have just been some random B-roll stuff. I just. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And that's a um, is that is that a stuffed dog butt like, it is right <laughs>